0: me chewing, right? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was the most aggressive. <laughs> well, you had to be able to make it pick it up because sometimes it doesn't. You have a lot
1: of mint gum, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people. I didn't pay for any of that mint gum. People Are you just give it to me. Are you serious? That's great. You
0: know what's funny? You used the word quandary earlier, and I literally wrote that word. I used the word quandary today. Yeah. Today, in the same exact wording, I say, <laughs> it's more of a moral quandary than anything. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. Wow, I don't even remember the quandary. Back to tech window. Not, Not impossible. Really, but. Putting on our shoes. I wanna taste the pain. I think I'm seeing all red. Right.
1: Two bullets in the gun, one shot to the head. I need a okay, break. Fulfilled Are we starting then? <laughs> we have fulfilled <laughs> the pre intro which actually is the intro. You're going to have to, like, find a it. section of this. No, um, no, we, we, we definitely, f- we we hit something good in there. <laughs> that was know. a lot of talking. It was,
0: but I don't know if there's anything good. So then we must, w- wait, but we didn't say anything, so we haven't introed yet. Yeah, we did. We we introed, it was just, like, random stuff. But we haven't said welcome to Unadorned, the podcaster. We uh, don't yeah, know we what, say what we're it, doing. That now we say that. <laughs> Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I just said that after. I, did, I just said it. Welcome mm. to the podcast. Folks. <laughs> that is bi-weekly. Wait, is it bi-weekly?
0: Yeah, twice. No, twi- not twice week, a Wait, week.
1: Wait, does bi-weekly mean twice a week? No, it means every other week, which is what it is. But I don't
0: know. But yeah, it's two times. No, not two times a week. <laughs> Once every two weeks. Did you say that? <laughs> yes. We're not fancy here. We don't use fancy terms. We confuse ourselves. I confuse myself. It's a podcast that
1: we put out every other week. There you go. And today the topic is... Wait, drumroll. Uh, good place to drumroll. <laughs> no good place to drumroll. Drumroll <laughs> sound effect. So sad.
0: Um, Euthanasia. Dun, dun, dun. So actually before we... Uh, we're going to kind of structure this where we'll do... Like, each side will have... Well, we both picked a side early, beforehand to research and then talk about. So, I will be pro... No, not pro. What is that? What's the opposite? Anti? pro? Anti, thank you. Yeah. I was like, not cons. I don't know. <laughs> Con um, euthanasia. Anti-euthanasia. And Caleb will be pro-euthanasia. And we're going to kind of do, like, an eight-minute section for one side and then an eight-minute for the other side and then a few shorter sections back and forth.
1: <clears throat> and I guess we should be clear up front that I don't know about Jeff on this, but for me specifically, and maybe a little bit for Jeff, uh, what we're saying doesn't necessarily reflect our actual views on the issue.
0: Yeah, correct. We, we started as a purely for or against this topic. Um, I think at the end, we'll kind
1: of discuss what we figured out yeah, bit. we can discuss like actual opinions once we finish the yeah. debate style thing. Yes.
0: And one good thing to note is that before we get into actually discussing, we should define what we mean when we say euthanasia. Because honestly, researching Very this true. there's a lot of like nuances to what this actually means. So we're kinda we're kinda gonna define it now and then we'll kinda have to modify what we learned to fit that definition, in a sense. Do you
1: have a a good definition? I have
0: a very general definition. This is just from, like, Google searching it. It's One of the results said, the painless killing of a patient suffering from an incurable and painful disease or in an irreversible coma, which is
1: very broad, but we might just go with that because... I think that's actually a little more specific than some of the definitions i ran into really? <laughs> honestly yeah okay well then well, do
0: you want to go with that specific one because
1: it's the yeah the we'll assume that it is for specific medical reasons yes like okay. that that were listed there okay
0: and we may get into a little bit of assisted suicide later but like i said it's one of those weird ones where they just like overlap and it's kind of confusing especially if you don't have a clear definition of each
1: yeah yeah for sure um do you want to start or do i want to start that's the real question um i can start since it makes sense to do the person who's for it than the person who's against it uh okay yeah i guess guess because it makes more sense other than like somebody coming up and being like this is bad and it's the worst before you've like learned much about it. I guess, I guess you're right. Okay. okay, then I'll let you get it, and... Alright. Good to I go. will. I will keep track of my time, okay. and hopefully not go like, over time too, too much. Alright, Um. so first of all, I'd like to say that this is not going to be anywhere near anything professional. Like, I watched some uh, professional, like, legit debates online, and I don't know, there's something extremely sophisticated about doing like the actual debates like there's a lot of notoriety and uh officialness and stuff like that but uh here hopefully we'll hit on some of the key points that they were hitting on and we'll kind of get the get your brains flowing in the right direction we aren't necessarily going to be like the top of a our respective fields like <laughs> the, the <laughs> we, professional debates we so watched we don't
0: even have a field <laughs>
1: yeah like we literally decided like what was it two three weeks ago yeah let's do it on euthanasia you want to be for or against and then that was that so just bear that in mind with uh, our arguments they will not be the most professional or most uh, possible thought out since we've only had a limited time to do this with all that said i will do the dangerous deed and jump right into it (laughs) all right so i'm going to possibly touch on uh physician assisted suicide a little bit later on but i'll start with like the the definition that you gave just uh termination of life for like uh specific medical reasons um It's an interesting philosophical question because the reason that we are making the choice to end the life, and usually the person, um, well, I guess in euthanasia, they would not be like an unwilling participant, and if they they would, they would at least be unconscious and like, an irreversible coma, like Jeff was saying, like, this isn't something where we're just gonna be allowed to kill somebody if they're, um, if they're not, if we don't enjoy their company or something like that, (laughs) so, um, it is a, it is a little more serious than that, and that's kind of what gives my side of the argument more to stand on, is that, yes, there are definitely, there is significant pain and suffering going on in these circumstances or in the case of an irreversible coma um there isn't really a purpose to your life anymore that we can see and it kind of makes it a more clear choice that we should end the life because mitigating pain and suffering seems to be what one of the key things that every human does um <clears throat> like there are extreme cases like when somebody does go against the flow and they choose the road of pain and suffering but that's almost always for one of two reasons a mental illness or b they're trying to accomplish something and they have a goal in mind like if uh, you're training for the olympics for example you're going to you're going to have to discipline your body and go through a lot of pain but you're doing it for a very specific reason and that is worth all the pain for you so in this case uh, in the case of euthanasia we're talking about pain that we are experiencing for like medical reasons and this is definitely something that we don't want to go through for any reason And for that reason, um, a lot of the time the choice is made that it's just better to die peacefully instead of prolonging suffering and then dying afterwards. Because a lot of these times, uh, euthanasia is, goes along with a, like a terminal diagnosis from a doctor or something like that could be, they would, the doctors would be pretty confident that it would end in death anyways. So that, that would be a, one reason that would be a a pretty decent case for why you might consider euthanasia to be morally acceptable um and this honestly just comes down to um, values and it does touch on kind of uh, political thinking as well because like america was founded on one of its general principles that a lot of the founding fathers believed in is that life is less valuable than liberty and the freedom to do what we want, and thus they gave their lives in order to get the liberties that so that their children and their children's children could experience those liberties. Um, so that's another stronger, strongish, strongish argument for why euthanasia might be acceptable. Just the American way of thinking traditionally, and I think my way of thinking traditionally, to be honest, is that there are things that are actually more valuable than life itself. On Jeff's side of the fence, many people who are strong anti-euthanasia, we have a lot of religious people who think that life has intrinsic value, and that any life with any amount of suffering is valuable in itself, which I'll let Jeff give his side of the story on that, but all that to say that my side of the coin is that there are some things that we hold to be more valuable than life, and some of those are worth fighting for or even worth giving your life for, and In this case, it doesn't look as beautiful as giving your life for a cause or a reason, or like in the case of the Olympian I mentioned earlier, going through pain and suffering for a cause and a reason, but it's rather the opposite of that. You're going through pain... You're ending the pain and suffering for the reason of simply ending the pain and suffering. And I guess this... comes down to is your life your own like kind of getting into physician assisted suicide like do you have the right to choose what to do with your own life um and this gets very interesting and very not so clear once we get into like areas of mentally ill patients who might one day just get into a, a random mood so to speak that would make them want to just proceed with ending their own life through physician assisted suicide um and i think we can all agree that in that case it wouldn't make sense but i believe in certain states i don't know which ones and i apologize for that it is legal for physician assisted suicide with there's 10
0: states 10 jurisdictions it said that are legal. It is. It is legal in. Okay,
1: and I believe in all <laughs> of those it in America. Requires in America. two doctors' signatures. Is that correct?
0: Oh, I, I didn't go that far because I wasn't. Okay. Diving too deep into that. One specific. of
1: the examples that I had read up on it does require two doctors' signatures. That this patient is actually mentally stable and so forth. But, I'll I'll end it there just because I'm kind of getting off of euthanasia and into, uh, assisted suicide a little bit. But. Um, yeah, I'll hand it over to Jeff.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for what you said. Um, I'm not going to directly oppose or counter your argument yet because I'll give you kind of my side and then us again later. We can in the shorter. Bit, yeah, so we, we can go back oppose. and forth okay. later. <clears throat> so, um, as we said, euthanasia is pretty, pretty heavy. Um, there is a lot of moral. Quandary and decisions and is it right or is it not. As Caleb was saying, um it really depends if you value the sanctity of life and if you think life is important, even if it has little or seeming little seemingly little to no purpose. And well, it is true that a lot of times we'll say that it is a religious like the view is religious that there is sanctity of, sanctity of life. It is true that um, life is important and it does have value. So, and you can't undervalue somebody's life in most cases. And plus, if you think of it in its rawest form, euthanasia is just killing somebody. As raw as that sounds, it's true, and anyone would say if you kill somebody, it's not good. In lot of cases there is different um, there is some special cases but I will get into that now Uh, I did a little bit of research research as Caleb was saying assisted suicide is legal in ten jurisdictions which I was quite surprised with but um, euthanasia is actually illegal in all 50 states of America which is funny because assisted suicide and euthanasia to me kind of go hand in hand and so i was like wow that's weird how this one thing is legal and the other isn't but like i said that's for something for later one thing to note also is the american people i'm not sure about other places but america already has a system set up for people who are dying and on Who are in need or have life support there's a term called do not resuscitate which is DNR which if you say that or if your power medical power of attorney says that which is just somebody if you're in a not well state that's who makes the decisions for you Um, if they say that or write that that means if they are in a state uh, say needing to go on life support or they're choking and need help if there's a do not resuscitate that means they don't want to be saved basically so it's weird because we kind of already have a semi euthanasia system set up which is the dnr um and also the same with the thing as that is if somebody's on life support the dnr allows you to take them off after they're on for a little bit so in a weird way that's euthanasia also um, uh, duh, duh, duh. so it's, it's a little weird that something's already set up. Yeah. It's still kind of an interesting topping talking debate. And so I'm going to, that was just a little bit of a back round. So I'm going to actually go more into the, how come it's not great. Um, as I was saying, the sanctity of life and taking life is not right. And one thing to know is for not just the person who decides, oh, we're gonna euthanize somebody, or even with the DNR, but also the people who have to do it, yeah, they also have a life and they also are impacted. The, so I was doing a little bit of research and uh, some, some things that came up was for vet veterinary, veterinarians because they have to do that a lot for animals because obviously <laughs> it's allowed because animals aren't humans. And they don't have souls and they don't have as much an autonomy as we do and I'm just using that word because it sounded cool um, in that in that way so they when they some of them were saying when they take a life that it is it does give them a bit of a burden even though it's just an animal and plus the person who decides to euthanize their animal most of the time, are affected greatly. And if you think, oh, that's just a pet, just imagine how much more amplified it would be for an actual living person, especially if you were a part of their life. So that's a huge thing. And I'm not going to counter Caleb's argument about pain, but I will touch on it. Just because, some yes, as humans, we do want to naturally veer away from pain, but just because we... Dislike it does not always mean that it is Bad or it does not always mean that it is not good to have pain Yes, most of these cases where somebody would need to be utilized is they're suffering and they are in a lot of pain or in a place where they cannot directly seemingly get uh, fixed as far as a disease or uh, Even an injury or something like that. So what I'm that will be Well, it seems still bad that they're that in that much pain they're still a human life and yes they may be suffering but their life is still weight holds a bunch of value and it's a lot of times it's based on the person who is in that position um for instance they can make the best out of what they are dealing with if they're not in a coma of course but they can make the best out of what they're dealing with and still live a full, the fullest life they can. Or they could give up in a way and say, well, I'm I'm done. So really, it's not cut and dry like that. Another one, another brief thing I will touch on is a lot of the fear in euthanasia is that there will be, this is going a little way from exactly, um, of a patient of somebody who is suffering but a lot of fear is that there'll be government creep where they'll allow euthanasia and this is a real, real and active thing that happens in today's world maybe not with euthanasia but they'll allow euthanasia and yes it'll be starting on strict laws and then it'll slowly loosen up and slowly loosen up until they're saying well the old people are burden on society we need to um, euthanize them and make it so that our society isn't so burdened and then it just keeps getting worse and then it's it gets too easy to access where somebody as caleb was saying would would almost be like oh we don't like this person let's just euthanize them or this person isn't uh giving enough back to society they need to be euthanized so well that is a smaller fear that is definitely a point in why euthanasia should not be allowed i'll just talk on this last point really quick um even if somebody has good laws and regulations in place, there's this saying that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And that very much holds true now. There's there's even stuff like that in America's American laws where it may be legal, but it doesn't mean you should do something or should do that. So I'm going to end it there because I think I'm getting low on time. <laughs>
1: All right, now we're now are we gonna get into like the, the slugfest yes, where we're <laughs> actually we, like,
0: going at each other? Uh, so,
1: so did did we say three minutes?
0: Yeah, well, we can do general because I mean we're not we're both not like heart set on yeah. defending our point to death. So I don't think we're gonna be like. We'll just try to not go over crazy. three minutes. Yeah, or if you're if you have a good line forward. of thought, we can at least finish that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. A- I feel it. Like, yeah, I feel like we're both reasonable <laughs> enough. <laughs> Um, so is it back to me then? Yes, and especially yeah. And then. All right. So I'll 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 start off by trying to kind of pick apart some of the things that I thought were weaknesses in Jeff's argument. It was interesting you said that the the well we'll we'll backtrack from that a little bit even let's say let's say the the do not resuscitate um, order. I guess you could call it. Um, that's a that's an interesting thing, and I think since we it has been in our society at least, uh, I assume it's legal in all states. Is is that uh, well, the case?
0: I, I do. I don't think it's one of those things. If it's illegal, I think it's just one of those things that's broadly. That's um, no, broadly
1: accepted nationally.
0: Yeah, because it because it's just uh, it kind of goes along with the medical power of attorney, where it's just a decision if you want to receive care because they can't really tell you that you have to receive care. Yeah. Like you, they're, yeah. no, there's no, they're not laws saying you have to go to the doctors. <laughs> yes. So it's it's more along those lines if I am correct on that. So it's not really a law, but it's just like, a, well, it is probably a law, but it's a general uh,
1: concept or precept. So it's like, the, I guess euthanasia and going into like a, a physician assisted suicide it's kind of it's almost like a spectrum where most everybody would accept what we already do and that's the do not resuscitate and i mean i i have i don't know what my personal feelings are on that but this isn't about personal feelings i'm <laughs> trying to represent a side here so <laughs> i'll uh, i'll do my best to do that um so yeah the do not resuscitate order i think i think it's good that it is in place for, for now, just because it's kind of allowing us to see what some of the consequences could be of euthanasia or physician-assisted suicide. Although this is a very small number compar- of people compared to the number that would be affected if we just like nationally said that euthanasia was fine and legal all of a sudden. Obviously, that's not how things work. It would be legalized from state to state. But just hypothetically, if it were legalized nationally, that would be a huge like uh, a cultural difference. But going back to kind of what Jeff ended on, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I would push back on that because I think that that's a very conservative way of thinking. And personally, I am relatively conservative maybe moderate-ish but pretty conservative um but i do understand that the liberal mindset is very necessary in that you do need people coming up with new ideas to revolutionize and change society and you also need the conservatives to be able to keep them in check and say okay, yeah, with Jeff's last line, mm-hmm. just because you can do that doesn't mean we should. And then you have all those votes um, holding back some of the craziest legislation. <laughs> so I think I think that's it's good that we have a decent balance of people on both sides. Although it is dangerous when you see like spikes um, with political upheaval sometimes near elections or whatever, we'll see one side or the other get a little crazy. And that's obviously creates a little bit of instability and things get um, a little crazy one way or another. But yeah, you can see that it is important as far as ideas are concerned. And that's basically what politics is, is ideas at its core is you need the liberal minds to come up with all the ideas and then you need the conservative minds to um, weed, all doubt, weed out all the really bad ones. So, uh, I guess I'll just leave it there for that.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna go back to his Caleb's main topic, where he referenced earlier that the in some cases people value other uh, aspects in front of a human life. For instance, when he was talking about the founding fathers, how they valued uh, liberty and freedom above their own lives, thus laying down their lives to give us that option also. And one thing I have to say against that is they deliberately made that choice so that we, this is just my opinion, but they deliberately made that choice so that we then can experience, um, other freedoms and not having to do that ourselves. They basically thought about the future generations instead of just them in the, in their moment, in that moment. Which so then I'll say <clears throat> that further values the <clears throat> individuality of the human life, and that it is important to make one's decision on the fact that each life does have value. Uh, I just wanted to hit that real quick, and then also he was talking about how a lot of times the view of sanctity, <clears throat> view of sanctity of life, is a purely religious standpoint. And while I do agree, it does have a lot of tie-ins with religion, it also is very evident in any anything you see today. I mean, just think about any life, any person you've come into contact, they make an impact on you, whether you want, it to, you want them to or not, they influence to some degree the decisions you make, they influence to some degree the world we live in, even if it be small or little, even if you say seemingly think that a person has no purpose I'm sure there is a purpose that you just didn't think of or know or maybe they said one thing to one person and then that strangely changed the whole course of society or something drastic like that and I know that's a lot of very little small nitpicky things or like where it could happen but that's a definite uh, rebuttal to the fact that humans don't always have not they're not always should be that valued and they should be um i'll I'll leave it there for now it's a little shorter i do have other points that i will touch on but i want to hear what caleb's thoughts are
1: yeah i'll push back on on what you were saying in that the in life having intrinsic value which yes uh, obviously we both agree this is mainly seen in religions and outside of that like, it, like Jeff was saying, it is, you do see kind of less tangible things, but it's not stated explicitly. Like, people aren't saying, people aren't talking about as much what Jeff was saying, like the person who meets you on the street. Although it is there, we all recognize that. And, yes, does their someone's effect on the world give their life intrinsic value though is my question because you can say that any physical object has vi- has its effect on the world like um a meteor that lands somewhere and it becomes a meteorite like this affects certain people like the people who whose property it lands on and they find it and sell it Mm-hmm. But does that meteor have intrinsic value in the same way that human life has value? I guess I'll, I'll pose that question to you. What, what is the difference between that? Okay, I,
0: I'll, I will be honest, and I, if you're debating for real, don't ever admit this strange defeat. But <laughs> I, I, don't have, I don't have a good, a true answer to that what I can come off off the top of my head is that <clears throat> the value and effect of an individual is greatly multiplied because we are like I was saying, a autonomous. I don't think that's the right word, but you autonomous? get autonomous. We are our own individual beings and we have our own will and consciousness. Um, and so that right there is far more than a mediator would be. <clears throat> and just because a meteorite does have an effect doesn't make that meteorite itself special in a sense where a a person who has these emotions and feelings is a lot different than just an unliving object i didn't really answer the question and i i don't have a good answer right off the top of my head but i'll i'll go into a little bit different sidetrack this going back to caleb's argument for pro euthanasia a lot of the time in his argument early on you heard him playing to your emotion he's saying think of the pain that the patients feel um and with i could think of during he was saying that is it's funny how he has to um get get something to grab you and to convince you to go pro euthanasia because in reality, we all feel pain. We all feel emotional distraughtness and distress. There's no avoiding it. And if you can, then <clears throat> that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, and as I was saying before, it's, it's not all about the individual. And I did talk about this in my argument, but the emotional fallout and effect on other people that euthanasia has is very great and that should be definitely taken into consideration when you want to say yeah euthanasia is good but who is it good for in the end Uh, is it good for the person who is suffering or is it good for the person who has to do it or is it good for the person who has to lose that person is suffering so it's a lot less cut and dry as people think and I'll quickly counter because I'm kind of over, going over time Caleb's uh, discussion about liberal versus conservative I think it's a little bit silly to think that way in some sense because we're all humans and if even if you're liberal or conservative if you're going to throw out a crazy law that's just nonsense it's it's silly to think that we should do such a thing and I, I don't know I I think... I have too much faith in how good humans are sometimes. That's what I'll I'll <laughs> on so,
1: uh, my discussion there or my part there. Yeah. The, the, uh, that is more of a political thing, but I was just kind of touching on it maybe less than briefly. I'll say <laughs> uh, going back to um, it's effect on other people, because that is something that we can't ignore. And I I think you're right to bring that up, Jeff. And What what effect does euthanasia slash physician assisted suicide have on the physician who helps in that process, or um is actively passive in that process? They have the power to help um, uh, quote unquote help. Um, (laughs) it's debatable whether somebody not wanting to be helped uh is actually if you're assisting them if that's actually helping them or not but uh we'll call it help for now um if they have the power to help and they the patient is telling them not to um like in a cpr class i've taken one a a few years back and there are certain rights of the individual that you do have to observe um like if somebody is choking you and you have to ask them is it okay if i help you before you administer abdominal thrusts or whatever um, the proper procedure would be um but it's strange in that case because once uh, once they pass out then you are free to do whatever you need to do to help them which is very strange even if they denied um you the opportunity to help them while they're conscious and they're and they're like shaking their head and <laughs> and everything, but as soon as they pass out, you're allowed to help them. I don't know. I don't think that varies from state to state. I'm pretty sure that's just a universal thing since I took a Red Cross CPR class. But uh, just just an interesting little thing to think on the effect on the physician involved, and I'll say I'll I'll, I'll end on this that. In physician-assisted suicide, it is not the physician actually administering the drug. Ideally, it's them providing a prescription for a drug, and the patient is clearly mentally sane, um, as witnessed by two doctors, and they are given a prescription for a drug that they have the opportunity to take that will... um, just uh to put it bluntly it will kill them and they won't really realize it it'll just be quick and painless pretty much so th- that it doesn't put the responsibility directly on the physician it's just them filling the prescription for something that they already want um and yes certain physicians would have more objections to this and i know a doctor so it might be interesting to talk with him about that um so, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah,
0: I, I, think, we, I think we're going to end our, if you're okay with it, Caleb, I think we're going to end our, like, yeah, sure. debate-style thing. Because <laughs> it, it sounds weird, but I'm a little bit sick of, like, trying to argue a side. And I could tell Caleb wasn't super passionate about arguing <laughs> pro-euthanasia. Well, I don't know. You didn't put your full heart into it. You didn't
1: believe it and didn't back it. That's how I felt when you were saying some of these things. Well, I'm trying to do justice <laughs> to the side, while at the same time trying to be objective which okay. is very oh, that's, difficult okay, that's difficult. okay that, <laughs> that
0: makes sense then if you're coming from there but i one thing i will say is like caleb was saying just to note when i was doing my research research it did say that to actually have an assisted suicide you have to be deemed sane like um caleb was saying i didn't see the two doctors but it must be two doctors that says, might just be in it one state i don't remember sound of mine. Yeah. um and so and it is their decision. But the weird thing about that is a lot of people who are asking for assisted suicide are people who are gonna be depressed or very stressed or anxious and stuff like that. So And where do you draw the line yeah, of mentally yes, sane? Yeah, yeah, because that's already a mental illness. So it's like a weird, um I don't know what a good word for it would be, but it's a weird uh loop where it said where it's like you need to be this, but most of the people doing this aren't this, but are they? So you just left wondering what is what is that about and what true use does that have Um, so that's something I found I coming into this was not sold on any idea when I was researching it and to be honest coming out of it I'm not really sold on much either if I had I would err on this side of caution and say no I'm, I'm not for euthanasia because of the fact that dnr already exists exists and and especially my because i if you listen to a previous episode you know that we're christians and i personally do not believe that it is right to do that because i strongly believe in sanctity of life
1: um yeah like we both (laughs) actually believe that life does have intrinsic uh, value so it's it's yeah. kind of strange for me to like argue <laughs> against of. it. I know,
0: <laughs> but so that that's kind of where we I landed, and I was like, yeah, it's weird. It's a, just a weird thing, and I definitely don't agree with assisted suicide. Oh, something I didn't mention in my argument is that there's also the chance of a miracle of somebody pulling through or m- somebody waking up from a coma. It's not. Yeah. It's not unheard of. It's not um, that crazy. Uh, so, well, it is crazy, but it's not. The crazy in one different way, <laughs> um, so I. That's another little key point that I kind of missed. But uh, yeah, anything you want to say that you might have missed on or you I just wanted to <laughs> point out real quick when you're doing
1: research. I do. I, I'll, I'll start by saying that I do. I had a similar experience to Jeff in that I didn't really have any strong any super like strong opinions like it's definitely perfectly fine or or, no never in any circumstance like I wasn't either extreme ahead of this and I feel like I'm not really firmly in either direction anymore but I I do agree with Jeff just because in general we both tend to be more conservatively minded in that you yeah it, it does make a lot of sense to err on the side of caution because this is something that could definitely become Abused by um, the government in power, um, and Jeff was talking in his thing. I have um, one of my points as money, and it's just it's just one word, money, as one of my points in my notes. And Jeff was talking about how the government could abuse it for certain reasons and loosen and loosen the restrictions. And I was underlining the word <laughs> money. <laughs> That's why I kind of like stopped and
0: laughed a little bit when I was in my.
1: Yeah, but time. being real, it, it it honestly that is a very real possibility once you start to entertain these ideas and that would be mm-hmm. a thing that you would definitely have to put um, checks for the government in what they were permitted like how much they would be permitted to influence it. Yeah, that's the weird thing because when I was doing my research I was like,
0: well what in what case does euthanasia really <laughs> exist to help somebody because of the DNR? I mean there is cases for the fact that if it is a chronic or genetic disease <clears throat> like uh there's one that oh the one that makes you your muscles
1: decline uh blah, blah, blah. oh uh, uh i know the name of it what is it but muscular screlo- yeah, sclero- sclero- sclerosis yes that one sclerosis like <laughs> in
0: that in that case you're not I mean you can be set onto a life support unit but it is painful up until the time where your lungs don't work so unless you want to die before that and I'm not coming from somebody who has that or some or I don't even know somebody who has that so I'm my opinion my my opinions and thoughts are probably much more insof- insophisticate and significant than <clears throat> they should be but or they could be not should be <laughs> but up until that point that they need an actual ventilator to survive in oxygen tubes they can just go and say I don't want to be I don't don't put me on that and then they'll die yeah off, even it, though it would be painful so yeah. then my question is what is the real point of euthanasia if it's already you to most cases there's a point of
1: well there are cases like before. um. I I believe um like if I'm not mistaken, which I may be, colon cancer is basically 100% fatal. Or yes, but there's a lot of something like that where you g- you aren't in like any pain at the start, but you get a diagnosis that's basically 100% fatal. Uh, once once the the pain starts that would kind of be when the question comes to mind, right? Yeah, I get I guess that's
0: right. And then that's that's really of there it turns to the person and the family and the <clears throat> people around that person of what they want to do because I think a lot of times the humans, us humans are pretty selfish so we only think of ourselves when we're saying oh we're going through so much pain but we don't want to always think of oh what, if, what about the other people around me you know what I mean but that could be yeah. used that could be used both ways too like oh I'm making these people who have a good life take care of me and I'm a burden to them so it's yeah. really
1: like wow there's no good answer (laughs) it is it is very difficult when it comes to the matter of pain because pain is something that is deep in our brain to respond instinctually to and we want to get rid of pain in whatever way we can so it makes sense that you do just want to you feel like you want to just die sometimes when you're in pain and i i mean i'd like to think that every time that's been the case for me looking back on it i'm you glad that yes, I you didn't d- actually die. didn't actually die yeah, that's, because that's life so true. is so much better on the other side of the pain right yeah i mean, i think
0: i think almost everyone can speak to that like in the moment you're you're uh, have the terrible sickness you're throwing up you're just like oh i wish i could just have it stop and die or whatever like yeah. i don't want to go through this but then after you're done you don't even think about it like you don't remember those Yeah, it's because that's
1: all the existence you know is the existence you're in. Like, it seems (laughs) like it's always been and never will end because you lose all your optimism (laughs) 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 and your instincts, they just take over.
0: It's funny how it goes. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and like like, uh, Caleb was saying too, the money thing is, uh, as somebody who is... Less for euthanasia, it is a little bit uh, scary to say that if if having euthanasia be a thing, then the creep comes in, and then where does it end? And I'm sure <clears throat> if they do make it a thing, of course they're going to start
1: with heavy restrictions and heavy laws. Like that's uh, well, if that's they don't, what we're already in a with a, Abortion, right? Yeah, which is a, a topic for a completely another yes, episode. Yeah. <laughs> you can see where it can start yeah. and end but
0: although that has a lot of parallels with the sanctity of life and
1: then where yeah you see a lot of the same lines drawn in the yeah. sand with abortion yeah yeah so and
0: that's the thing like it i feel like it's too easy to have a hard restriction and then it slowly creeps and lacken- slackens until
1: it's like oh this is out of hand but it's kind of too late yeah i think that the main difference between abortion and euthanasia for me is youth in asia you're talking about a life that seemingly has no hope or promise and yes there are strong arguments against that like the intrinsic value of human life etc which we've been over but when you're talking about abortion that's a life that has like so much potential it has its whole its whole existence as potential almost so and it's somebody else who's making the choice to take that away from them so I feel like it it does have certain similarities to the euthanasia uh, slash physician assisted suicide debate in the like the how much human life is itself valuable but after that I don't think it has a ton of similarities even though it seems to on the surface.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right. There it's like the the beginning and the ending of somebody's life
1: is so so opposite which is yeah, one there's like seemingly no hope, and the other there's seemingly Only hope. infinite hope. Yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, but also, but then, but then, I know this isn't. We were not talking about abortion, but a lot sometimes, in an abortion debate, somebody's like, "Well, what if that person has the coron- the genetic." disease or illness, or what if they're going to be born with, I guess just to throw out an example, like Down syndrome or Tourette. or I guess, I don't know if Tourette's is that bad. No, Tourette's.
1: Well, I don't know, there might be varying degrees um, of it. Or multichir... <laughs> <laughs> the one that you said, uh, <laughs> multiple yeah, cirrhosis. The, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say.
0: I know that's a different argument. That's, like I said, we're not talking about abortion, but that's kind of also in the same lines where our they saving them from so much pain and suffering or not
1: yeah and it's interesting when you get into like uh, somebody who's older and they're experiencing like all these different health conditions I've always thought it weird that the family has so much say in that I mean I guess culturally it does make sense since your family has generally a decent amount of influence in your life but i don't know i've always just kind of intuitively thought that it was really weird because like doesn't that person have their own their decisions? own yeah like their life is their life and that's that yeah but that's that's when our
0: human nature kicks
1: in like just because it's your
0: life doesn't mean you don't affect other people like i mean yeah true especially if it's your kids and you're getting old they're going to want to see you in a they're going to want to see you in not a better light but they're going to want to see you not maybe have to suffer or maybe choose the right choice because even though you're older and wiser sometimes you get older and senile or you (laughs) said older and less wise yeah or i'm done with this or something like that and that's that is interesting that you mention it because as me i don't even think about how that's weird i just say oh yeah that's normal because your family you 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 know them you've known them your whole life and you grow up with them you kind of want the best decision based on everyone's in part.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because as a culture, we have like certain levels of selfishness that are okay <laughs> as a family member, and then certain levels that no, aren't okay. Don't cross this line. <laughs> like, um, like things that are okay, it's like just stuff that we do every day, like, but that, that even being rude or whatever. Yeah, that
0: even varies from culture to culture, really, because, like, yeah. it's okay for the parents to choose somebody's bride to be or. Yeah. Or uh, vice versa in other cultures. Like, that's just a thing they do. and Or in all cu- cu- our, our culture, past, even. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but that that, you know. that was more... I feel like that was more power and money and influence. Yeah, way. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, Whatever yeah. reasons there may be. But it was more acceptable. So, oh, yeah, yeah, your
1: parents just set you up with somebody. That's normal. Where now it's, oh, we find our own it feels so, more It feels uh, more. sounds so weird. It does. Like, on one hand, you don't have, like i don't i don't want to be like mean and say like the trouble of trying to like sort through everybody which
0: (laughs) but then you're stuck with somebody
1: seems like (laughs) a a a maze sometimes (laughs) but then like if you get lucky and they're actually a really good match for your personality then that's like perfect you have like no inconvenience in your whole life you just like knew who you're gonna marry and then that's that but if you're unlucky, you are don't have to worry with dating and stuff, <laughs> if you're unlucky, you're in a world of pain. Yeah, <laughs> if you're unlucky, which is probably more likely than not, then that's that's unfortunate. For you. Uh, How did we get to there? From I, say, I don't know. <laughs> we we veered off. Oh, your family's influence. On, oh yeah, on your decisions. Well, actually,
0: I know this is really off topic, but that that also has to go in with the fact that, and. I feel like in a lot of those cultures where they choose, it's more, they're more um, committed as far as a marriage goes. Like, a lot of times even in those cultures, you don't see a lot of or, I guess, this is pretty ignorant of me because I didn't do any research, but I don't feel like you hear or see a lot of divorce stuff, even though they're pre-setting up the marriages like that. Like, I feel like it's more, more expected. Which also might be a cultural thing. Yeah, which is more expected to like, oh, you you got put together and you're gonna stay together, so you're gonna deal with we're figuring out how that'll work. We need to take, like, a
1: sociology class or something. <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> ourselves informed. <laughs> See, that would be hard, though. See, About, like, m- divorce rates in different cultures. That would be an interesting study. Is is that is that the end? Is that the well, Did I hear the end? I don't you, know. Do we have more?
0: I, I felt like there's a lot to cover, but at some point, you cover it all faster than... I,
1: th- I thought this would be we for We touched longer. on everything. Yeah, I
0: guess you're right. We didn't go in-depth. But, yeah,
1: we didn't... It, we kind of didn't go in depth on a lot of things <laughs> we because said, no, we aren't we experts in a lot of things. Yeah, so. that's true.
0: And I did, I did, um, I did listen to a few debates on euthanasia and stuff, and it was kind of funny. That one of one of the one of the debates I watched, I think, the opponent opposing side was like actively researching stuff, for opposing the argument that they were uh, given and i was like did he like he really countered that well i wonder if he like just researched that or like he had a list of really specific <laughs> notes he's like okay i'll pull this from that to counter
1: that or maybe they'd studied their opponent and kind of knew oh. what track they would take
0: <clears throat> yeah and that, that was interesting and it was funny but a lot of times each side of the argument would give really weak uh <clears throat> reasons and stuff no <clears throat> oh, sorry Like, a lot of times, they were just, like, appealing to emotion and, like, giving some facts, but, like, they weren't really backing
1: themselves up really good. I'm like, this is a little bit lame, in my opinion. But you kind of have to appeal to emotion on the pro side, because that's, like, that's, like, its reason. Yeah. A, a, A decent section of its reason is based on, like, the influence of pain and that how that affects your emotions
0: yeah which that, that's why it weakens it for me definitely as far as that because it's like emotion is such a up and down thing where if you base your life on
1: emotion you're gonna have a roller coaster of a ride but what if you knew it was gonna be down for forever like if your you emotion, knew it would be if you knew you'd be on the downhill of your emotions then, then you need until you, you died you
0: need uh, mental help because that's a mental illness it's called depression, Caleb. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. But what
1: if your depression is realistically founded in that you have a disease that is just going to get worse? Is that realistically founded, though? That's the question there. Is it, is that... Well, you can play the odds. Like, theoretically, you can recover from, like, most any disease, right? Like Yeah, I mean, the human I body assume. is pretty interesting, and other... Influences, <laughs> or there could be this miraculous cure that comes out. Yeah, you're the test subject, and it works, or something. Or,
0: or it kills you worse. But we won't get into that. It yeah. only happens to some of them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. But um, yeah, and that's the thing. It's really about how the person views their situation, and not really most of av- anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could be optimistic or pessimistic about anything in life like right now this
1: podcast is terrible
0: it's uh, I'm just yeah. kidding. i mean i'm
1: generally an optimist everyone everyone like thinks they're a realist but you're probably either an optimist or a pessimist like it's really hard to be a realist you have to be super like buddhist or something i don't know <laughs> like yeah i don't know Buddh- buddhist might be on the optimistic side, even. Yeah, sometimes. I say.
0: What? What is? What is like truly being realistic, though? Because it's so such a. It's so hard to be realistic, in this world. Because there's nothing. Yeah, there's predefined laws of nature, but aside from that, you can't know what a human's gonna do. That's outside yeah. of you your You have effect. to like completely detach from emotion. That's like going even further, though. That's going to like um yeah like a monk or something where they're just <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing Buddhist monk yeah. yeah
1: i don't know they do meditate for a really long time mm-hmm. which is impressive make great warriors oh that might be a stereotype though so i don't know <laughs> depends on it depends on the monk i'm sure like which the, the uh, shaolin the shaolin, monks are the shaolin warriors. monks yeah
0: um yeah I, I think i think that was a pretty good and maybe not too in depth but still a little bit in depth uh discussion so thank you for listening as always i'm going to say please make your own Uh, decision on something especially as maybe not important because it doesn't come up too often a lot but as heavy as something like euthanasia do your own research don't take our word for it Um, make sure the research you're doing there is good like the facts you're getting Um, and just make your own decision on your views and stuff
1: and uh, yeah stuff like that (laughs) yeah i i I definitely agree and yeah i guess uh that about wraps it up
0: yep thank you for listening uh catch us next catch us next time if you so desire and also thank you caleb for editing these videos or they're not videos (laughs) episodes of audio that's what they're called
1: indeed i mean maybe next time we'll have one about uh shaolin monks you never know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll we'll see we'll see (laughs) all right farewell everyone bye bye